Welcome back to the show. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, then you might have missed that I quit my agency job. I have two more weeks left there and then I'm working at home full time, which may seem exciting, but honestly, I'm a little bit scared about it because this extrovert does not handle isolation well. So I'm trying to be creative for how to get outside of this tiny town and make time to go see people in person so I'm not just stuck at home on a computer all day. Anyways, if you have any tips for that, you know I always love getting advice from you. So send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at Profit Planner. I would love any suggestions that you have. Now, one more thing. We launched the Profit Planner Lounge a few weeks ago, which is a membership site for online business owners wanting to hit five-figure months consistently where we go through profit planning, prioritizing, project management, marketing, automation, selling on autopilot, Pinterest. I could go on and on, but I'll stop there. (laughs) So many great things though. So the doors will be opening up again in a few weeks. So stay tuned if you're not already inside the lounge. Follow me on Instagram or join the free Facebook group profitplanner.co slash community and I'll be sure to let you in when the doors reopen. Okay, for the first half of this episode, Erica has her sweet daughter next to her that loved playing with the microphone a bit. So if you hear cute noises in the background, that's what that is. Now, Erica was a blast to interview, and she really built up her YouTube channel and gave great advice to us who were trying to build our YouTube channel, trying to scale our business using videos. So I'm really excited to dive into this interview with Erica because she has so much wisdom to share with me and you, because goodness knows I need advice on YouTube. I am not the best person uh, to go to advice. I mean, man, you don't want to ask me about YouTube. Uh, It goes over my head. I do know the basics, but that is about it. So uh, that's definitely why I had to bring on Erica, because she knows way more than the basics. So I'll stop talking so we can just all sit together uh, and talk to Erica about how to scale our businesses using YouTube. Well, hey, Erica, welcome (laughs) to the show. Hi, Haley. I'm so excited to be here. I know I took a little bit of finagling. I've brought my little co- co-guest with me here. So Yes, yes. And she's the cutest co- co-guest that's ever been on the Profit Planner podcast. I, yes. And if you're watching the video on YouTube, you'll see her. It's, it's her sweet, cute daughter. So A little six-month-old, yeah. Yes, yes. We're so excited that she's on with us too. Yes. So yes, our co-guest and her, she's going to be talking about YouTube strategy. And I'm super excited to dive into all this. I know a few of you, I've even seen your YouTube channels that you're listeners to this podcast and you have maybe about 100 to 500 subscribers, but you don't really know how to use YouTube to scale. And so that's what we're going to be talking about is how to scale your business with YouTube. And Erica has so many great strategies, but before we dive into them, I'd like to hear a more of a background about your business and what you do. Yes. So I am the, I first started off hosting the beauty and the vlog podcast and I still have the podcast and I love it. And basically that came about because I have a business background. I uh, actually sold commercial real estate for about five years. Uh, I did well. I sold about $55 million worth of property. And then from there, I actually decided I want to go into a completely different industry. Uh, I started a clothing line with my sister here in Los Angeles and we actually uh, manufactured licensed 
apparel for sports teams for women. So we had deals with uh, the local sports teams and the universities, anything like licensed sports apparel. So we worked at the Staples Center with the Clippers, the Kings, the uh, who else was there? Um, the Lakers <laughs> at uh, universities such as uh, UCLA, Stanford, USC, Cal State, all that. And then so we had that business and then uh, we actually sold that one. And then during that process, I loved YouTube. Like I just loved YouTube and beauty and it was a completely side thing that I did. I think I discovered YouTube when I was looking up a tutorial on how to do a Halloween costume. I was Cleopatra and I'm like, I want to learn how to do makeup and you know, Cleopatra makeup. And I discovered the world of YouTube and this was a few years ago and I'm like, oh my God, like this is amazing, right? People are up there showing me how to do their makeup. So then I got really into just watching YouTube and I loved it. And then, uh, you know, I just got the idea of like, you know what? I just want to interview people. I've always loved like listening to entrepreneurs and because I was a business owner myself and I am a business owner, I just thought there was a lot to learn from that. So I listened to podcasts. I listened to a lot of different podcasts. I'm like, you know what? These people are the next celebrities. These are the people that people are going to be super excited about and they're going to want to learn more about. And then I just decided to launch the podcast. And then I interviewed uh, very influential and popular YouTube creators and uh, may, I first started off interviewing beauty because that's just what I knew. So I reached out to basically the people that I watched <laughs> and I'm like, I love to interview you for my podcast. And then luckily they, you know, took a chance and completely unknown person, unknown podcast wasn't even released yet. I think I recorded about 20 interviews before I launched it. And then what was awesome was that because the YouTubers were pretty big themselves, they shared the podcast with their viewers. And that's how I was able to grow the beauty and the blog podcast. And now we're at 120 interviews and growing and I'm going to have Haley on my podcast, which I'm super excited about. And um, from there, actually, I ended up creating the Beauty in the Vlog boot camp, which I had a lot of my viewers. I had a lot of my viewers, and I also had a lot of my uh, guests of the show ask me a lot of questions when it came to uh, YouTube and growing on YouTube. And even though they had a couple hundred thousand subscribers, they themselves, most of the time, they didn't even know how they got there. They're like, I don't even know, right? And so a lot of times it takes like that outside perspective, somebody who understands the landscape of YouTube, but also understands business as well and marketing and sales. Because that was my specialty in, when I did commercial estate, when we did the clothing line was marketing and sales. So I ended up kind of unofficially helping these YouTubers that have pretty large followings, basically help them when it comes to growing, expanding the reach. And then eventually my audience would start asking me like, hey, can you help me out? And then I did, I actually helped out I threw it out there and a few people said yeah and then they paid me for it and then I had actually had one of the people ended up just blowing up she went from zero to 350,000 or 300,000 YouTube subscribers in a year basically and she says she attributed it to me and helping her and I had a lot of other success stories so then I officially launched the boot camp beginning of this year uh, 2018, January of 2018. We have over 70 people in there that are learning about YouTube, wanting to grow. I mean, YouTube is all about growth. You've got to, and, but there's so much to YouTube and I can't wait to dive into it. So that's kind of the long story short of, you know, what I'm doing now, my business of the beauty and the vlog bootcamp and the podcast. So uh, yeah, that's my long story short. <laughs> No, I love it. And I'm just excited to dive into a lot of the strategy because, you know, even for me. So I only use my YouTube channel really just to host these videos that I have yeah. for the podcast. Okay. I don't have a strategy around it. I don't use YouTube to really scale my business yet, mainly because I'm already doing so many things 
So yeah. I'm using YouTube as a hosting platform just to embed those videos in my show notes. That's it. Yeah. There's really no strategy. I did have one video that went to like 15,000 views randomly. And it, YouTube picked it up. And yeah. so I have maybe 250 subscribers. I, but I don't even log into my YouTube yeah. channel. And it yeah. just, I maybe get a subscriber here and there, but that's it. So I don't know, like for let's say for a listener who's wanting to really use their YouTube video for traffic generation okay. and for lead generation. Mm -hmm. What are your best strategies for that? Okay. So you're right in the sense that, you know, right now you have a lot going on. And so YouTube, you're like, eh, I'm just going to host it. Right. So I, I'm not going to, I'm going to just put it out there. I mean, that's one of the things I'm known for is just kind of give it to it straight. And with YouTube, it's not something that you can kind of like set it and forget it, right? You know, I mean, I know I'm sure a lot of your listeners use Pinterest, right? Pinterest totally. is like, you can totally set it and forget it. You can yeah, set up you can. You can a board booster. You can do a few images and every now and then maybe you can even hire somebody to do it and you generate a lot of traffic from that, right? Um, I know because I use Pinterest. I love Pinterest. But YouTube is a, a, it's its own animal. And, you know, people that are on YouTube, it's really what they do full time, right? But, you know, as a business owner, if you're wanting to say, you know, upload a video, I mean, you know, every now and then, I don't know how often do you upload these videos, Haley, just out of curiosity? About a once a week. Okay. So that's a big thing with YouTube too. So like, consistency is really big and the YouTube algorithm favors consistency. So if you want to utilize YouTube as a traffic generating platform, you first have to commit to uploading consistency consistently. So obviously the more, the better, but I know that I'm speaking to business owners that have a lot going on. And, um, but I would say at least once a week, if you actually want to see traction on YouTube every now and then, like Haley, you mentioned, you can get lucky and a video can pop. But if you really want to generate Generate that traffic and utilize the fact that YouTube is a search engine, you have to upload frequently. So that's about once a week. So beyond that, then the other thing to keep in mind is the fact that it is a search engine and it's owned by Google. And therefore, when it comes to SEO, a lot of the same rules apply. Uh, so you do want to generate, <clears throat> you want to create videos that are highly searched and uh, there's not a lot of competition. So there's different tools that you can use. Some are even free. Uh, I'm a big fan of TubeBuddy. Um, actually, TubeBuddy's in my bootcamp and they come in and they do SEO audits and they help out the, um, <clears throat> the bootcampers. And it's a, it's a free tool that you can use and you can download it. It's uh, TubeBuddy.com forward slash beauty in the vlog. And I actually have, and Haley, if you want to write it on your show notes, I have a special discount with them, 20% off. Um, but it's a free version as well. So you can start off with just a free version. And what that does is that helps you uh, really determine the amount of volume that a certain term is getting, like search volume is getting, and the amount of competition. And what you want is high search volume and low competition. And it also gives you the sense of just, you know, what people are searching for. So it's a really great tool that's embedded into YouTube. It's a, it's a browser plugin. So I totally recommend to first off, download that, get to know how to use it. Um, and um, there's tons of videos on the, the TubeBuddy website. I mean, YouTube is, is video, so you can just search how to use TubeBuddy. And it's a great, great tool. So that's, you know, first thing is consistency. Second thing is understanding the fact that it's a search engine and utilizing tools like TubeBuddy to help you 
find those topics that are highly searched that are related to your niche. Um, and then also the thing that I talk so much about in my bootcamp, and this is first and foremost before anything else, is being connected with why you're doing it because YouTube is such a visual platform that you can't just go on and say, I'm just going to teach about this or that. You have to be so connected to your why because it translates on screen to a charisma that attracts the right audience. So it's not the same as writing a blog or doing a Pinterest or even a podcast. I mean, I love podcasts and that's, you know, that's, that's my platform. I love podcasts, but with video, it's such an intimate experience and people are going going on there not just to learn, but they're going on there to learn and hopefully connect with you, right? And that's where you're going to not just generate traffic. That's where you're going to get a loyal following is through that video and, and connecting with your why and bringing out your best self. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a lot there, but we can dive <laughs> yeah. deep into any of those, Haley. <laughs> no, no, I love that. I'm, I'm excited about that. So I think a big thing that I found with YouTube and I don't know a lot about YouTube, but from mm -hmm. what I've researched, because I, I thought about really putting a lot into my YouTube channel this year, but I decided to not, I, I decided to make a really detailed checklist and then outsource that. So okay. I decided not, but when I was doing a research, I found out so much stuff. So I found mm -hmm. out this keywords everywhere tool and how to actually create content. Like for me, I thought, oh, I'll just create content around what my audience is asking questions about. Yeah. But I figured out that that's actually not the right way. Like for blogging, it is. But for YouTube, you have to use this. I use the Keywords Everywhere tool, but I'm sure like TubeBuddy is the exact same thing. Yeah. So you can use TubeBuddy and see what people are actually searching for already on YouTube and mm -hmm. then create content around that. Well, it's, it's twofold though. You do want to listen to your audience because they're the best clue as to what is right. really good content to create. So under, so figure out what your audience wants, right? What do they want from you, right? And then from there, take that and then you kind of just tweak tweak the words. And what's important is your title and your tags and your description, right? And so tweak that to reflect how people are searching for it, but use your audience to just have like a, a head start and understanding like what content to create. Right. So I have, okay, so I have another question. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have so yeah. many questions that I got yes. into my head and I'm deciding which ones to ask. So I guess, how would you generate leads from that video? So like, let's say I posted this video, I've researched, I've done a lot of keyword research. I've figured out this video, uh, video topic. I've created the video, I've posted it. Now, what's the strategy for how to generate leads and sales from that video? Well, here's the thing. It's like you want to figure out what is your ultimate goal with YouTube, right? Is your ultimate goal with YouTube one is to, is it to just grow a YouTube channel and have a presence on YouTube, right? And then the leads will come naturally, right? So you're creating content that's valuable without even, even like mentioning your business, right? You have to understand the platform of YouTube and like how people are coming on and they're finding you. Uh, they're finding something that they're looking for an answer to their question or a, a solution to their problem. They're not looking necessarily to be sold, even though they understand that that's what people, you know, people are going to do that. But if you can provide value first for first, and then think about like selling your product, all, that's the long game, but that's where you're eventually going to going to have the most impact on your business. Yes, you can do things like at the end of the video, say, Hey, I have a PDF to download and, um, you know, you know, tie onto my email list. So definitely you can do that. But if you go on to, if you create a video and be like, okay, this is going to be the video that's going to you know sell me a bunch of product. That's just not 
probably not going to happen at 200 subscribers, right? So your totally. goal is to create content that's valuable and that people are searching for so that it does get picked up by YouTube in the sense that it pops and it favors the algorithm and thousands of people see it. And then hopefully you did do some kind of call to action at the end of the video, like, oh, you know, here's a PDF that's related to what I'm talking about. I also put the link below. But you have to first and foremost think value. What value am I giving my, you know, my audience? What can I give people? And then definitely I would say to bring traffic back to your website and to your product and your service, always offer some kind of PDF associated with whatever you're talking about. If you have this, the, the manpower, I know for those of you watching, you can see what I'm dealing with. Oh my God. So, I mean, I could talk about managing babies with, uh, with, with work as well, but, um, but anyway, so to, uh, what was what was I saying? So basically, with when it comes to businesses, uh, you really want to think value and like how are you going to create something that YouTube is gonna that that YouTube is gonna end up favoring in its algorithm, and that totally. comes from value. So I never repeated myself a little bit there, but that's that's really I think what happens because I work with a lot of business owners in my boot camp, and what happens is they come with that mentality of okay, how am I gonna how am I gonna sell the most product with YouTube? Like I just want to put this video up and sell product. And the reality is that's just not going to happen on YouTube. Maybe unless you have an existing audience, right? If you have an ex if you have an email list of like ten or fifteen thousand, I would say, well, great. You know, definitely like email your email list anytime you upload a video, and that video is going to help just kind of give light or demonstrate whatever it is that you're selling, right? So then you could basically sell your email list with that video as opposed to a blog post. But if you are looking at YouTube to say generate traffic and just bring more traffic in, you got to focus on YouTube as its own platform and understand that you need to be consistent. You need to understand that it's a, a search engine and to create content around that and not think, okay, how many sales am I going to get from this video? It's the consistently, you have to, it's a long game. You got to do it for, you know, for months and months, maybe to even see, see some yes. kind of result. You can do it sooner. And the way to really like kill it sooner is to be really, really mindful of the platform and the fact that it isn't, it is, yes, it's information. People are coming on to get information, mm -hmm. but at the same time, they want to be entertained while getting that information. Right. So it's not just about, you know, uploading, you know, just like a talking video. Uh, you need to understand editing and the nuances of a visual, uh, a visual platform. And I do recommend to my business owners, I do recommend outsourcing editing. And um, I have multiple business owners that I work with and I do say, just outsource the editing. It's so much work. I mean, some people enjoy doing it. I said, if you enjoy doing it and you have the time, but most business owners don't have the time to dedicate four hours per video to edit. Whereas, you know, if you outsource that, you can focus on really figuring out the best content mm -hmm. for your channel that's going to help generate views. Right. So, mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love all that advice. So for the videos, because I'm thinking for me, I, I automatically think for my overall funnel. So like mm -hmm. when I'm, when I'm looking at this, I think, okay. And I actually, ha I actually drew my funnel out here. So like, okay, I don't know if you're seeing the video, if anyone can see the video, but I have my funnel over here. So I have where I funnel people into something. Okay. okay. Where can YouTube be? Obviously YouTube is the traffic source. Um, that would be its category inside my mm -hmm. funnel. So then mm -hmm. what can I do to lead people to 
you know, a sell. So I was thinking for YouTube, I could lead them to either my like workflow shop, which is like $15 product. So it's like not a big commitment mm-hmm. or I could lead them to like a free automated webinar, which is free and it's not a big commitment. So I thought, yeah. you know, if you're using YouTube, would it, would you recommend using, uh, leading them to n- not like a high commitment things, like pretty low commitment things? Or do you think that it's smarter to just go straight for the sell and more of like a high commitment thing? I would, I would do something like pretty low commitment, to be honest, because you, you also want to do the call to action to subscribe, right? So you have to figure, figure out like which call to action am I going to do for this video? Is it to subscribe? You know, you could, do, you could do both, but you can do like subscribe and here's my PDF. Oh, and here's this thing. So right. I wouldn't even sell them on anything. I would get them to subscribe and then I would also do just some kind of PDF or something that, or something where you can funnel them into whatever product it is. Right. Uh, right. Or if you're doing a webinar, I wouldn't spend valuable time, you know, on, on the video talking about your, Oh, did you like this video? Oh, okay. Well now go to my webinar. It actually turns people off because people are like, Ugh, and then they won't do anything. They won't subscribe. They won't get your, on your email list. So you have to be really mindful of the fact that it's like, you don't want to go onto YouTube to sell. You yes. want to go on to yes. YouTube to create a, to create a deeper connection with your existing audience and also generate new traffic, but not necessarily to sell right then and there. You can sell in your email list. You can sell when you download the PDF and have your autoresponder, but not necessarily like, Oh, and if you like that, I've got a webinar for you. Like you don't, don't want to do that. Salesy. No, you don't want to do that because it's all about giving value. People are going onto YouTube. They're not expecting to pay for anything. They don't want to be sold on anything. They have a question. Your video popped up. They clicked on it and they want that answer to their question. They want that solution to their problem. And that's what you need to be focusing on. You can't be focusing on like, oh, is this going to like help me with my business? Yes, that's the long game. But in that individual video, it's all about like, presenting value to the viewer. And yes, definitely have, you know, a PDF or something for people to download, mention it at the end. You can mention it at the beginning very quickly. Intros are very important. They've got to be quick, succinct, and to the point. You can quickly mention like, like you have to think of the PDF as something like adding additional value, right? So if you did, if you did some kind of, um, video talking about the, the best browser plugins for your, for your blog. And then you can say, Oh, and I down and don't worry about taking any notes or anything because I downloaded a really handy PDF with like extra notes or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're giving more value and that's it. Don't mention anything about your business. Don't mention anything. You, right. you, but at the intro, you can say, hi, you know, I'm Haley of you know, this and that, and I do this and blah, 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 and I, I'm mm-hmm. here to show you this. So you can briefly mention your credentials and who you are at the beginning, but do not spend too much time on right. oh, no one wants to hear that. my podcast and do this and do that because people are like, oh, no, 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 they're going to click away. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely get frustrated with that on YouTube videos as well. I think... Uh, there's definitely a balance because you want to be able to spend your time as wisely as possible. You know, in the profit planning community, we're all about how you spend every second to make sure that you don't spend all your seconds on the computer, basically. So, you know, for me, I'm thinking, okay, I have to be able to generate leads on YouTube. What's the most non-spammy way? Obviously, you have to respect the platform, like you're saying, like, 
what's the best way to do that in a way that I'm providing even more value. So I like like the PDF idea because from there you are getting them on your email list where you can down the line serve them through the products and services you're, you're offering. Yeah. Then on the other hand, you, know, you have to think, okay, how much time am I spending on this? And then what's your ROI on that time? Are you getting mm -hmm. ROI on that time? And I think with YouTube, you are because you're not only reaching YouTube search engine, but you know, YouTube videos pop up on Google all the time. They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. And that's why it's really important to be, to understand the SEO component of YouTube, because you want to be able to benefit from that. And a lot of people go on and they just, you know, upload a video and come up with a title and whatever. And then they're dead in the water once they upload because they don't have the right tags. They don't have the right title and they only have 200 subscribers. And that's, you know, maybe yeah. those people are actually going to watch the video. Uh, you know, what I will say as a business owner, I know I'm sure a lot of your uh, listeners here have email uh, have email lists. I would definitely recommend if you have an email list, especially a substantial one, anything over, you know, 5,000, uh, I would definitely hundred percent recommend anytime you upload a video, if YouTube is part of your traffic strategy is to email your, your, your email list immediately because YouTube will, will favor uh, videos that have an immediate response. So if you upload a video and even though you maybe only have 200 subscribers, but say you have a 15,000 person email list, mm -hmm. the minute you upload your video, if say you even get like, you know, 40, 50 people from that email list coming onto your video right away, then YouTube will search that up in the search engine. So say the video is about, um, I don't give me a, to a video topic that you would do or that you've done. Um, Instagram story secrets that increase engagement. Okay. So yeah. And like, and like with, with YouTube, you want to do like the top five Instagram story secrets you've never heard of, right? Like something right. like, I don't want to say clickbaity, but something really catchy, right? So the top time the top five Instagram secret story secrets you've never heard of. So you do that as uh, the, the title. So if you, if you email your email list, like immediately after you mm -hmm. upload a video and you have people coming into that video, right. then what will happen is that that's probably a, a video topic that does have a lot of competition. But if YouTube sees that there's a lot of people watching that video, it will push it up in the searches. And then you'll get on that first page of searches, which is, you know, 20 videos or so, and you'll get in that first page, which is what you want. So in that first page, if anybody's searching like uh, Instagram story secrets or, but you have to think about, you know, what are people searching like, you know, how to do Instagram stories or Instagram stories, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you want your video to come, on, come up on that first page. And by using an existing uh, audience that you have, whether you have a large Instagram following, whether you have a large email list, then that helps to drive that up in the searches. Mm -hmm. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? I know there's a lot of totally. technical lingo in, the, in there. <laughs> I like that. And I like that you changed the title of it because for, for me, you know, for my instance, since I just use it for hosting, I just paste the title that I have for my podcast episodes. Yeah. Um, you can't do that. But, you know, <laughs> and I've thought about, I've, I've really thought about creating a different playlist on YouTube. That way I could play with the titles more and mm. do split testing and stuff. Cause on the podcast, I can't because then, you know, if I change that title, it's different from the episode title. They're going to get yes, confused. confused. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, my, but then again, it go, all goes back to objectives. So like for you as a listener, what's your objective? Is it to grow your channel? Well, mm -hmm. then you don't need to do what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> obviously. But if it's just to really get that different traffic source or, you know, whatever it is, then well, well, businesses, you have to think about it. Really? There's going to be two different 
goals. Okay. You're going to either want to sell to your existing audience using video, mm-hmm. or you're going to want to grow your channel. It's, you yeah. can't really be like, oh, you know, kind of like an in-between. So you're going to grow your channel by getting subscribers, and you're going to do that by creating video that has value. Yes, you can throw in the fact that you have a PDF, and you might get some right. hits from that every now and then, but that's like its own goal of itself. If you have like an existing list or another place you're getting traffic, video is a great way to just to just further build that community and further build that connection. And then if you, another component to YouTube is also live. You can do live streaming on YouTube and that's a great thing to do if you have a large email list. So if you have a large email list and it, and that'll also get people over to your YouTube channel too, right? So um, if you have a decently sized email list, then you can be like, hey guys, I'm going to be going live on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to be answering your questions. I also have like, and, and you know, have a specific topic as well, especially if you have a very small YouTube channel, you don't want to rely. You have to go onto your live assuming nobody's going to go on there. So you want to have like a little bit of an agenda, but you do want to tell people, Hey, you know, I'm going to be live. And that's a great way to just further create a connection to your audience. I'm sure, you know, some of you guys are maybe doing that on Facebook or even possibly on Instagram, but YouTube's a whole nother platform to do it on. And it's just a great way to bring people over to YouTube from an existing list. But you know, if you're talking about like uh, you're growing an audience. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. focus is really on on creating content that's valuable and that people will subscribe. So people are going to subscribe if they see that you're consistent. That's where it comes from. That first thing that I mentioned is being consistent. If you upload a video that does really well, like you did, Haley, say you know it had fifteen thousand hits, mm-hmm. and but the last video you uploaded was two months ago. People might not subscribe and you say there's nowhere in the video where you say you upload weekly. There's nowhere on your channel banner where you say you upload weekly. They're going to be like, okay, well, that's cool. I'm like, that's it. You know, I'm not going to subscribe because she barely puts out videos. Right. So that's why consistency is so important because people are more likely to subscribe and tune in again and again, the more consistent you are. So view it more as a show if you're trying to grow your channel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. View it. That's exactly. I like that. Yeah. View it as a show, you know, as, as, as just a way to bring your content visually to life. Right. So, okay. I have a question and I don't know if this even goes with the topic. I mean, it goes with YouTube, but I, I was, I've always been wondering this. So like, let's say you have a weekly Facebook live show mm-hmm. and versus the kind of content that typically people put on YouTube, which is, you know, with the fancy camera that has the blur on the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. it's like maybe five to seven minutes of content and that's it versus the show that's like 30 minutes long where you're just talking at the camera, which is better to upload to YouTube? Cause you can obviously repurpose the Facebook live show. Good question. A hundred percent, the shorter one, the five yeah, to seven minute I figured. one, uh, long conversations, uh, you know, just don't do that well on YouTube people. Mm-hmm. If they're going to have a long conversation, they'll listen to a podcast or, you know, they'll, right. they won't necessarily go to YouTube. Unless you have a really big audience. So, so what, what a lot of people do and they made a mistake of is they look at YouTubers that are really big and be like, well, they're doing that and I can do that too. But the reality is, is as a small YouTube, you haven't earned the right to have really long videos where you're sitting there talking for 30 minutes because 
and most of the time, if you're small, under 200 subscribers, you're looking to attract a new audience. That new audience doesn't know you. They don't, you don't have the no like and trust factor with them yet. So you haven't earned the right to talk to them for 30 minutes. They're going to click out in two seconds. As opposed to somebody who say, you know, Lewis Howes, I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he puts, you know, his, uh, he does like this, the conversations on YouTube, but he's got a huge following and people love him and, and, and he more likely will be able to have somebody sit there and watch a video for 30 minutes versus somebody just getting started. Does that make sense? So when you're first getting started, right. you really want to have videos that are short to the point and provide value. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I was just wondering uh, your take on that because I'm always curious, you know, because like what I'm doing right now is these podcast videos and these are a 30 to 50 minute long yeah. videos. But they're just for hosting again. But still, um, yeah, I think. And, and that's, that's it. Yeah, like a lot of YouTubers. I mean, a lot of business people will just use it as like a hosting platform, and then they'll put it on their website, and then like right. people want to watch it or not. But like, if you're super curious, uh, you know, the the TubeBuddy. And also, you know, within YouTube, there's really great anal analytics. You can see your average watch time. So if you are, you know, nice. uploading these 30 minute videos and your average watch time is two minutes, you know, <laughs> like, right. That's so that's a really good measure to see, okay, where are people dropping off? And that's a hugely important, that's huge for YouTube is watch time too. And so the longer the watch time, obviously the better. So people think, oh, longer videos, but that doesn't necessarily equate to longer watch time because people won't necessarily be watching the whole thing. So you want to have that sweet spot. I always say between like five to seven minutes is a sweet spot. That's usually where people kind of start to drop off. So you do want to probably do videos around that length. Okay. Yeah. That's really good advice. Thank you for that. Okay. Now one more question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, ask away. <laughs> well, I, well, I definitely want to recap. So I like the the point of definitely researching, obviously researching keywords, creating content around what people are actually searching for, plus mm -hmm. taking into consideration what your audience wants. So once you create yes. those topics, then we're creating five to seven minute videos that are specific for YouTube, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm all about repurposing, but you can't yeah. do that with YouTube, yeah. uh, which is yeah. important to keep in mind if you want to grow your channel. Mm -hmm. And then on top, and then after that, think of a strategy for how to either get people on your email list, but do this in a non-spammy way that's YouTube-centric to where you're not being super salesy, you're just providing more value. And then once they're on your email list, potentially even think of having a follow-up sequence that you can automate within a tool like ConvertKit. And, mm -hmm. and then you can lead them down whatever route you feel like would serve them best. Perfect. Yeah, you got it. You feel like that covers it? <laughs> that, no, that's really good. One thing that I didn't mention uh -huh. that I do want to throw out there is the importance of thumbnails. So thumbnails are really, 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 really important uh, because, you know, so you're, glad video, you're talking about this. Yeah. Cause your video can be popped up in search, but if you have just like a bad thumbnail, no one's going to click on it. And so you really need to take some consideration. I know some YouTubers, I've interviewed some people on my podcast who've said, and I have one of, one of my guests on the podcast, she has something now she has like 7 million subscribers. And she told me that she actually spends 
two to three hours on her thumbnail alone. And she equates the, like how good her thumbnails are to part of her success. She's done a lot of amazing things, right? But her thumbnails are amazing. Her name is Karina Garcia and she's the queen of slime, DIY slime, right? She found a really interesting niche, but her thumbnails are super bright, super contrasting, really bold. So you do want to understand thumbnails. You can't just think of a thumbnail as an afterthought. You can't just take a screenshot of your video and put it up and think, okay, I'm good to go. No, that thumbnail is really that, like that honey that's going to attract people into your video. So you can have an amazingly stellar video, but if you have not, if you don't have a good thumbnail, it's just, you're not going to get the views. Okay. Awesome. So you recommended bright contrast colors and what else? Like big, bold letters. Yes. It's so funny because I, I have an entire week about thumbnails in my boot camp, and that's this week. So I'm like, it's like, yeah, I'm like talking about thumbnails like nonstop. <laughs> so some of the biggest tips that I have is first off, you don't need text on your thumbnails. What is, there's a statistic that it's something like um, thumbnails with text on it are like 40% less likely to be clicked on. It's, I've got to look it up like the source and all that, but there's that statistic and it's very interesting and I believe it because what happens is that your title and your thumbnail work together to tell the viewer what your video is about, right? It tell, it, it works together to tell a story. So the, you know, give the viewer some credit. They can read the, the, the title. They don't have to see it on the thumbnail and having text on the thumbnail clutters it and it, it's too much for the brain to process and people just move on. On. the simpler the better so bold and if you do use text it needs to like enhance like whatever you're trying to tell right like a lot of people if you notice like they'll do like omg or like you know especially in like um you know they'll they'll do and, and i know i'm talking to business owners here but you have to understand like what gets clicked it's like those really expressive faces like people are like oh you know things like that and then they'll do lettering that's really bold uh short words right um and the contrasting colors, uh, like eyes, expressive faces, close up, right? Utilizing the entire uh, real estate of the thumbnail. So I think those are just, those are a few tips. Yeah. No, I love all that. I think that's perfect. I think you've covered so much and I am, <laughs> I'm so excited. You gave me so much inspiration and it makes me want to take my YouTube channel so much more seriously. I need to create a game plan for mm -hmm. how to use my time on this because that's yeah. my big thing is, is time. Definitely. I mean, YouTube sounds like so much fun though. That yeah. I mean, it's, that's why I say like, I, I give it to you straight, right? Like YouTube takes a lot of time. I mean, YouTube yeah. is a platform. If you're going to have success on it, it takes some time. That's why I do recommend, I recommend all business owners have a YouTube presence because it's amazing about building a loyal audience, not just generating traffic, but generating like an audience mm -hmm. that's like, super loyal and hangs onto your every word, right? So it's really great like for coaches and people that work with people. I mean, I have like, I have a few different coaches in my bootcamp. I have like fitness people, like fitness coaches mm -hmm. in my bootcamp. And it's, I, I, of course, it's like, I recommend YouTube to, to everybody, especially business owners. Right. But for business owners, I do recommend that you do outsource, you know, part of it. So you can outsource, say, you know, you can find a local studio near you that my, I know in the big cities in LA, there's, you know, quite a few different ones that you could just go and rent it for a day and mm -hmm. just 
bang out like seven videos and then hire somebody to edit, you know, have a good relationship to an editor. And then, um, a lot of that work is done for you. And then you can kind of probably the people listening, if they have blogs and they understand SEO and they can geek out on that and, you know, you can geek out on that on YouTube as well. So maybe you can do that yourself. You can outsource that yourself as well. But, you know, I do recommend being on YouTube, but as a business owner, I do recommend outsourcing some of it because you cannot just repurpose content and think, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to just upload onto YouTube and pray for the best. So, right. Right. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I think everything you've said is, is so encouraging because I think it's, <laughs> it's like, it's possible. Like, yeah, it takes yes. up a lot of time, but mm-hmm. it's, it's so possible. And, you know, especially if you have the personality for it, for sure. Yeah. And you have to be real with yourself. Like you have to know, can I be super enthusiastic on camera? Like the camera will like downplay your enthusiasm like by 50%, right? So you have to be like even more excited. Like, you know, how I'm I'm talking here is be like, Hey guys, I'm going to show you the top five tools that you need for the best Instagram feed, right? You have to like come up and be like super enthusiastic, especially when you're talking about business topics, right? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You have to have that enthusiasm. If you know that like, I don't know, like that's not for me, then, then, I mean, you can always try YouTube because, you know, there's always an audience for everybody, but you do have to understand like the people that really grow and they see that audience or that And it's not a fake enthusiasm. It's like something that is genuine. Like you're genuinely passionate about what you're talking about, right? You're genuinely passionate about helping people about whatever you're teaching. You just have to now bring that like, you know, 10X that so that it really translates on screen and it gets on screen and gets through the camera lens. Yes. That's so perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now where can everyone stalk you and find (laughs) out more about your boot camp? Yes. So I have a podcast as well and I'm going to have Haley on the podcast. So definitely check her out. So if you do want to learn more about YouTube, uh, definitely start with listening to the podcast. I interview YouTubers. I interview uh, industry people like Haley. And uh, it's just a great place if you just kind of want to like get your feet wet and just figure out YouTube and, and listen to some stories. I also have my Beauty in the Blog Facebook group. And I don't want people to think because it's named, and I'm actually in the process of rebranding, because it's named Beauty on the Vlog, I, I, it's only beauty. It's actually not. I'd say in my boot camp, maybe like 30, 30 to 40% are somewhat beauty related and the rest are completely not. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah. So I, I'm actually in the process of rebranding and changing the name and everything because it's, it's not, and, and beauty is, is interesting because beauty is so competitive that if you can make it in beauty, you can make it anywhere. So it's actually by starting in beauty, it's given me the tools to really help anyone because it's such a saturated market that it's even more important to connect with your why have a niche uh but if you have a unique niche and if you have something unique that you can bring to youtube that's even better right and i actually even just try and steer people away from beauty and be like okay well let's talk about this or like to talk about this particular niche of beauty right because it's just so saturated um also with the boot camp you can go on to my website beautyintheblog.com forward slash boot camp and it gives information about it i am going to be launching a boot camp this summer so definitely get yourself on the wait list if you're interested and the people on the wait list are going to get first dibs because there are a limited number of spaces and so uh, go to beautyintheblog.com forward slash bootcamp to see some testimonials check it out and get yourself on the wait list and we will have the wait list in the show notes if you want to go uh, get on the wait list then just look at the show notes and it'll be there thank you well thank you so much this has been really fun i love talking youtube so (laughs) yes and i love listening about youtube because i have so (laughs) much to learn so thanks so much for coming on thanks Haley. this is fun